Hello, welcome, hola, bienvenidos todos a el segundo episode, the second episode of Mujer Rise Podcast. Muchas gracias por estar aquí con nosotros. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about how did you stop existing? Well, buenas noches. Quería compartir mi historia. Yo soy Noeli y el último... En el último episodio hablamos del divorcio. Yo pasé un divorcio en el 2018, pero yo me casé en el 2015. Y ahí es donde empezó toda mi trayectoria y mi proceso con el Señor. Ahí es cuando yo tuve una relación más profunda con el Señor. Y en esos momentos yo aprendí que yo, podía, yo estaba bien vacía al terminar de, de mi matrimonio cuando se Empecé los trámites de divorcio y todas esas cosas. Y por dentro yo me podía reír porque una de las maneras como yo lidio con las situaciones es siempre riendo. Yo me siempre estoy riéndome. Siempre estoy... Yo soy una charlatana, siempre hago Amanda o todas mis amistades, mi familia. A mí me encanta hacer las personas reír. Y yo me reía, pero no era con una... No del alma, no sinceramente, era como superficial. Y una de las maneras que yo dejé de existir fue cuando en el 2008, como para marzo por ahí, hacía había un, un comediante que venía de Puerto Rico que se llama José. Y él es bien chistoso. Y yo le dije a mi mejor amiga, mira, va a estar en rebaño y, y yo quiero ir. Y así, dale, vamos a comprar las taquillas y fuimos. Y había un transcurso de, de ahí que yo, estaba, yo tenía mucho dolor en el corazón. Yo lo sentía. Y llegó un punto en, en, en el show que él estaba haciendo que él empezó a hacer un, un chiste. No me recuerdo exactamente lo que era, pero me recuerdo que me hizo reír tan, tan y tan fuerte. Que las lágrimas empezaron a brotar en mi ojo. Oh, y, no, y empecé a, llor, a llorar, pero eran lágrimas de gozo. Y estaba regocijándome porque yo sabía que en ese momento yo sentía el Señor hablando en mi corazón. Que yo iba a estar bien. Y que de lo que yo me pasé, las lágrimas que yo derramé, que fueron muchísimas, y yo no soy una persona de llorar, que yo sabía que, que Dios estaba, iba a hacer algo en mi vida, que iba a transformarme. Y ese proceso que empecé en el 2008, este fin de semana, el Señor lo, lo culminó, lo terminó. Y estamos en el 2021. Y yo empecé mi trámite de divorcio en el 2018. Y ahora te puedo decir que el Señor ha sanado muchas áreas en mi vida. Que yo pensé que nunca iban a ser sanas. Porque hasta los otros días tú le puedes preguntar a la banda que yo quería tener una relación, pero yo no quería tener hijos. Y ahora, si el Señor me da hijos, está bien. Ha sanado esa área por todo lo que yo pasé en mi matrimonio. So basically, what I just said in English is that in 2018, I had... Moved back where, where I'm, I moved from Florida to Chicago, and I was really sad and I was really numb and I was in a really really painful. I was completely broken spot in my life, and I would laugh because I use laughing as a coping mechanism, and I would love to make people laugh. Like I'm, me and Amanda, we we are the same level of funny. She's a freaking hilarious, if you didn't know. <laughs> so I love to make people laugh. And at that point in that time, I would laugh, but it wasn't with my soul. And I love to, like, have those deep, deep, deep laughs, like, where you cry laugh. 
And I hadn't experienced that in a long time. And I felt numb. And there was this comedian coming from Puerto Rico. And I told my best friend, let's go see him. And she's like, yeah, let's buy the tickets. So there was a moment in his in his stand-up that he was so funny. That tears just started streaming down my face. But it wasn't just like, you know, like those, those, um, like one or two tears. It was like, like, I was like almost cry laughing. I was like just almost blubbering because I knew that God was touching my heart at that moment. And he was telling me, you're going to be fine. Like those three years of pain that you endured, they're not going to, you're not going to pass. You're not going to go through that again. You're not, that's not going to, that's not going to be a repeat in your life anymore. And I remember leaving that church and knowing that I was going to be okay, knowing that he had his hands on my life. And I remember it was it was brick cold in Chicago. And we were walking towards the car, and I felt like a heavy, light feeling in my heart because I knew I was going to be okay. And when I sat down in the car, I just kept on laughing that whole entire night on my way home. Because, one, he was really, really funny. But it was just like, I knew I was going to be okay. I knew that God had his hand in my life and that I was never going to go through that again. So I want to know, what about you, Amanda? Like, what about you? What situation in your life caused you to catapult you to stop existing and to start living your best life out here? Well, you know, in the last episode... I talked about my season of loneliness, like being alone. Literally nobody was texting me. I would text anyone. I wouldn't hear back from them. So I was like, all right, you know, no one was talk to me. You know, just like really lonely. But what happened in those moments of loneliness is I felt like I was just existing. You know, I was just going to work, going to work, coming home, going to work, coming home. Didn't really have anyone to hang out with. I had, you know, my best friend who she lived about an hour away. She was in college. So, you know, she was busy with her stuff. And I was just kind of over here. And, you know, I would see her here and there. But, like, most weekends, most nights, I was alone. You know, be just alone. I would get on social media and see everyone out with their friends, a group of friends, you know. Even, like, this time, you know two years ago people get really you know there's a lot of events that go on oh there's a holiday season yes and even like seeing like friendsgivings and like nobody's invited me to their friendsgiving you know I always like, wanted to go to friendsgiving. yeah no one invited me and mm-hmm. in my season of loneliness I was alone but now looking back I understand why I was in that season of just being alone because in that season I really started to ask what was I meant to do here what was my purpose and now I realize that I was never really alone because I would you know ask those questions of what am I doing here what is my purpose and why am I alone why doesn't why don't I have anybody why don't I you know why don't I have friends why don't I have a partner to talk to like what you know why 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 and I would that voice in my mind that I know is God would come in and tell me it's not forever it's not gonna last forever so that's what kind of kept me going 
And then also in that moment, in that season, that's when I really started to ask, what is my purpose? And what am I meant to do on this earth? And I wanted to help people. So I knew I wanted to help people. Now, I made that YouTube video. I talked about the first YouTube video I ever made about how I manifested a job. So back then I made a YouTube video and it was about that. It was just about how I manifested a job. I had no intention of growing a YouTube channel. I had no intention of coaching people. Just of how I, my story of how I got a new job when I really needed one. And so to say that story, what had happened is I was looking for a job. I was constantly looking, constantly looking. And I got to the point where I was very frustrated with job searching. And... It had been a good while and nobody was calling me back. I was going to interviews, doing all this and that, and nobody was calling me back. And I finally, one day I was like, you know what, God, and this was about almost five years ago now, but I told God, I said, you know what, I don't know what else to do. So you have to show up for me. I literally prayed that. I don't know what else to do. I've done everything that I could humanly possibly do as far as applying, going to job interviews, things like that. And nobody was calling me back. And I need a job like yesterday because my money's going to run out. So you know what? God, I need you to show up for me. And I literally prayed that and I let it go. And yes, there was still doubt. There was still fear. There was still worry. But it's like, nope. It's good. Everything's going to be okay. God's got this. I'm going to go enjoy my life. I remember I met up with a friend. And we had went to dinner. And even though, even at dinner, those thoughts were coming in of, You're, why are you here eating dinner if you don't have enough money? The thoughts would come in like that. And I would say, nope, I'm good. Like, it's God's job now. <laughs> it's God's job now. And I went to bed that night. And I even slept in. And I woke up to a voicemail because I had a missed call of a company making me a job offer literally the next day after i decided to trust god he showed up for me to let it go because i let it go and not only that the next day the following day the following day i got another job offer of this company that i really wanted to work for and i asked them i told them how much i wanted to make like how much i wanted to make an hour and they kind of were like, eh, that's not really what we start people off on. So I thought, I'm not going to get this job. Like, who is going to hire me <laughs> if at this rate? And they don't even start people at this rate. And it had been like a month since I applied. So that's how I know that God stepped in for me and, and showed up. Because, you know, he was placing in someone's mind and someone's heart to hey call this girl and make her an offer but it's like we talked about the other day we don't have because we don't ask exactly should have just taken the bare minimum and been like no but you knew your worth you stepped in there knowing how much you were worth exactly and then you know had been a good month i know that it was god because it had been a good month i know God is always working on our behalf. God is always working behind the scenes on our behalf. It had been, you know, a good while. So I even to this day, I don't know who said my name, who brought me up, who said, let's just take a chance on this girl and just pay her what she wants. Even though we never do that for anybody. We don't start nobody at that rate here. 
but let's just start this girl. Who is this girl? We don't know. Okay, let's just call her, make her an offer. I don't even know till this day who did that. And that's what I want you all to get from this message also is God is always working behind the scenes and you don't even know. You don't even know. Like, you don't see it. You, you don't, don't see it. it. And that's faith. And then going back to that, you know, season of loneliness of when, you know, I was alone and I started really, you know, in my mind it was about what am I meant to do here? What is my purpose? That was in my mind. What is my purpose? I wanted to help people. And I know that I talk about manifestation, all that. But I honestly, I did not watch any of these other coaches. I didn't even know there was coaching. I didn't know there was these other people. I learned about manifestation. I read a book. I watched a YouTube video back when I was 14 years old. It was just an affirmation video. It's still out there to this day. It's like really old video. And that's how I learned. I didn't know there was coaching. I didn't know I didn't watch these, you know, coaches that are out there now. You know, sometimes even my clients bring them up, these other coaches. And I'm like, I don't know who you're talking about, really, you know? And because I don't, I don't, I never watched, really watched that. I never really sit, sat down and watched this. And, you know, I've seen a few videos here and there. Like, I'm just learning because I wanted to know more about, okay, what community am I really, you know, tapping into? What com- do I really want to tap even into this community more? So, but... So going back to my story, you know, I started to question, like, what is my purpose? What is my purpose? And in my mind, God was always telling me, this isn't forever. And I started questioning. And if it wasn't for that season of loneliness, I would have never found my purpose. And what, how I found my purpose is I was like, you know what? I want to help people. All right. How do I help people? So I started searching. How do I help people? Then like life coaching came up. I even never even heard of this life coaching. What the heck is life coaching? So there was, I clicked on the first video that popped up and it was a girl talking about the life coaching and how it's changed her life and blah, blah, blah. She's been helping people and she put the link to sign up with the program that she took. I booked my session. I signed up with that program and here I am today. So now you're here today and you are a thriving YouTuber, TikToker. Instagrammer and amazing life coach. Yes. And how does it feel to to do that? From being from a place of loneliness to having no one to having lots of people that actually want to connect with you. <laughs> yes. Yes. So finishing up that story, I booked my session with the program and you know, I really had to trust on faith because another thing is I wasn't making that much money. This program was not cheap. Um, it was not cheap at all. And um, so I had to trust in that sense as well. Like the money was going to show up. But there was one thing like I could I had the money, but I could either either could have used it to this program or I was like, so so listen to this. It was 2019. It was about august september september ish september october ish of 2019 when i enrolled for the more when i booked my call my connection call with the program and you know it was a good call i really liked the program i really wanted to do it but in my mind i was like well i can either use the money i can pay for the program or i can use the money to travel 
I want to travel. Like, should I travel this year? It was, yeah, it was 2020 was going to be my year to travel. But something came over and was like, no, just take the course now. Get it over with. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to choose the course. That's what I'm going to put the money towards. So I signed up for the course. And then we all know what happened in 2020. So I was not going to be able to travel anyways. So I'm so glad that I started the course because there was a deadline. They needed to know. So I needed to tell them at that deadline, like, okay, I'm in. And this was before we even knew about all the craziness that was about to happen. The program was starting in January. So I made that decision. And I re- that's was kind of confirmation for me of like, I'm on the right path because I chose the right thing to do. And I was led to choose the right thing to do and you know that even took a lot of faith again with like the money like do I travel or do I put it towards the program and then also you know as I'm finishing the program I I don't have no social media presence I made that YouTube video years ago the one I'm talking about the job I have no social media presence and no coaching clients. I'm so grateful for the people that allowed me to coach them for free. Like I offered free coaching services. I had started my Instagram page back in August of 2019 and nobody was really on there. You know, there was a few people that followed me and I offered coaching and they gave me a chance because I needed to coach people and I couldn't just lie about it. I needed it for graduation. I couldn't lie about it because I actually needed to record these sessions. So these people knew that I was recording the sessions for my program. So I thank them so, so much. I'm so grateful for them. I'm so grateful that they allowed, you know, they took a chance on me and, and allowed that. But even then, like, here I was at the end of my program and I don't have paying clients. I don't have a business. I don't have a social media following. I, you know, how am I going to make the amount of money that I want to make? And I just had to keep going. I couldn't stop. I went out on faith. I didn't see it. I didn't see the clients. I didn't see the following on social media. I didn't see anything. But I kept going. I kept trusting. I stepped out on that faith. I kept going. I kept going. I kept going. I never gave up on myself. And that's the thing about me. I'm persistent. I don't give up. I don't quit. I keep going. I keep going. And that's also faith. And the only way that 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 I'm able to do that is because I trust in God. Like, Jesus, I don't know what's going to happen. Es como dice mami, cuando te mete, es como dice mi mamá, cuando te mete algo entre cejas y cejas, when something is in between your eyebrows, that's there, it's done. Exactly, it's done. Hashtag it's done. Hashtag it's done when it gets here. <laughs> I would say when it gets, if something's here, if I can see it in between my eyebrows, like, that's it, I'm going to persist until the wheels fall off. Exactly. And... Just like this podcast. Right now, we had to re-record this podcast. We had to re-record this podcast, uh, this episode, because I believe this episode is going to help people step out more on that faith, that blind faith. Yeah, because in the previ- the one that we just finished recording, which did not had zero audio, um, I even discussed, like, with me, with you was that moment. Yeah. With me, God uses my dreams. Like... I had a dream in eighth grade. I passed my standardized testing for school, and I, which I had previously failed because I'm a horrible test taker. I get really nervous, like sick to my stomach. Literally, I get sick to my stomach. And I had a dream. I went to sleep one night, and I had a dream that I had passed. Like 
I knew I passed. A couple of weeks later, my teacher's like, oh, Noli, do you want to know your test results? And I was like, I passed. And she's like, how do you know? Did you look at my desk? And I was like, no, I just had a dream. And she knew my anxiety level about it because I've cried about it when I was before I even took the test and then after I took the test. And she's like, you're going to be fine, mamita. You're going to be fine. And she's assuring me that I'm going to be fine, but I'm nervous and I'm doubtful. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to be fine because I already took this test before and I failed. And I don't want to fail again because it's not fun failing. And she's, and so when God gave me that confirmation because I was praying because I went to the Christian school at this time. I was in eighth grade and my school was Christian. There was only five of us in eighth grade, five students. Um, and I knew that I was like, I just kept on praying, I kept on praying, I kept on praying, and I was, like, really persistent about it, praying about it, praying about it. I bet you I was driving Jesus crazy. I was like, this poor head Jesus, like, she just keeps on and keeps on. So I was like, let me give her, he's like, he probably like, let me give her a little dream to make sure she's she's cool. So I had that dream, and I took that dream. I owned that dream. I knew there was an assurance of it. And I was in eighth grade when that happened. And it's not the same thing when you're a grown woman and you got bills to pay and your back is against the door, (laughs) against the wall. I know it's not the same thing, but I also have a story when my son was born and my son was born sick. He was born with, I don't remember the name of the disease, but he was going to have a debilitating disease for the rest of his life. And the same thing happened. Um, I was really worried. I was scared because he was, he was just week like days old when he told me that like he was not even a week when they told me he was like gonna have this debilitating this debilitating um disease and there were specialists and they were always poking and prodding him and one night I went to same thing. I went to just I went to sleep and I heard clearly Gamwan is fine. My son is fine. Like I heard I heard his name and I knew that voice was God. I know. So for you, it was that moment like you had doubt. But I, when I woke up from my dream, I didn't have doubt. Mm-hmm. I knew he was mine. Like I knew like he was he was going to be fine. I knew it. So I want to encourage you guys to understand that there's going to be points in your in your life. It could be a dream. It, it could be a moment of faith where you have to step out in faith. And you knew, Amanda, right? That you were going to be fine? Yeah. Um, I think deep deep down I did know that I was going to be fine. I didn't know how. I didn't understand how. Uh, there was still doubt. There was still fear, like I said. But I just knew that everything was going to be taken care of. And I had to trust that. I had to go on blind faith. And so many of us are not under- really understanding that. We want to see it. We want to see it. We want to see it. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? I am trusting. I am. I'm asking for this. I'm trusting, but I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see it. You're not gonna see, always see it. And even with like going back to the job situation, I didn't see it. It just happened. It just like I just trusted, and it literally happened the next day, then the following day. It just happened. I didn't see. There was no. There was nothing. There was just frustration. It's like we were talking about um, the day when we were driving down. Um, we were talking about when we were driving down that it's not always people not always people don't always believe in God because they can't see Him touch Him or feel Him. Mm-hmm. 
But can you feel? Can you see the wind? No. Does it exist? Yes. Right. So the same thing. Yes, that's the same thing. And uh, you know, I want to talk about the thin line when it comes to manifestation because you know there's so many people, and if this is your belief, that's fine. But you know, there's so many people out here that believe oh the moon is in this cycle and that means I can have this or the moon is in this cycle so I'm moody and that's why I'm moody that's why I'm angry that's why I'm snapping at people or that's why you know things are not the way that they are the moon the moon the moon and it's not the moon or the stars (laughs) and the reason why it's easier yet the reason why it's easier to oh it's the moon or whatever it is that you want to believe it's the moon or this crystal that I bought. Like, it has the power. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with crystals. I have crystals. I think they're very beautiful. But, like, that's not my end-all be-all. Like, just because I have this crystal doesn't mean that it's really going to do anything, you know? Yeah. And the thing, like, with the moon, the moon, okay, maybe, you know, the moon's made out of water. We're mostly made out of water. Maybe it does. I don't know. I don't understand it all. But what I'm saying is, and I love the moon. I am a moon child, I love how it's beautiful when it's full and just so bright. It's beautiful, right? Yeah, I love nature. I exactly, love, I, I love, love nature. That. I love the sunset. I love it. The stars, yeah. the moon, and the sun. I love all that. But, but it doesn't mean I put faith behind it. But the thing is that people, I've seen people all the time put more faith in the moon than they do in God. The creator, right? The creator of the moon. The creator itself because you don't see the creator, you just see the creation. You trust more in the creation than you do in the creator. Because it's easier to trust. It's easier to see some. It's easier sometimes to falsely trust something that's tangible, like you and me, to trust something that is not tangible, that you can't grasp. Exactly. But you can feel him. You can feel him. Maybe sometimes you don't. Like I said, in that, and then see that's the thing I didn't understand in that season of loneliness. I think oh I was completely alone, but now thinking back, I was like I was never alone. Because I had, I would, I would seek the word, I would read Bible verses, and I still would ask for God, God, where are you? Like, where are you, where are you? But in my mind, I would hear the voice, and that's the voice of God. That was the voice of God, I know that now, it's not going to last forever. Then I started to dive deeper into figuring out my purpose. What I was really meant to do here was to help people. And that's how I found life coaching, and, you know, I'm not like these other manifestation teachers Um, and that's okay you know they can believe and do what they want but I teach from what has worked for me but most of the times when we even have talked about manifestation we've correlated it to the bible like we we figure we it just I don't know like you know me I'm always trying to bring up the bible so I'm always correlating stuff with the bible (laughs) it's it's a lot more easier for me. Like if I I I correlate fitness with with the Bible. It's just when we were talking about how do you live on the end of something? How do you how do you see yourself having something? How do you see yourself when you're poor having money when it's not there? You're grateful for the little that you have, and the Bible speaks about that. When you talk about um the little that you have, God says that. God says that when you have a little, I will give you more. When you're faithful in the little, I will give you more. Because I know that if I can, if you're good with a little bit, I can give you much, much more. 
So there's many times in our life that we're going to want things and things are going to not seem tangible, but they're there. They're absolutely there for us because God already has tapped into that. It's like with you, your job was already secure. You just didn't know it was secure. Mm-hmm. And you had to surrender that because if it was God wanted you to see a side of him that you did not know that he could provide that job for you. And if he could provide that job for you, he's going to provide that husband for you. He's going to provide that those children that you desire. He's going to provide that millions of money, the, the amount of money that you want. Yeah, exactly. You know, if you want those things, God will give them to you. And, you know, I feel like anything good, that anything good that we desire from our heart, you know, he has placed that desire. But the way that we, you know, see those in our life is by trusting and trusting that it's all going to be okay and there's no rush that everyone is on a different journey and everyone is going to experience different things you know at different times in their life and that's fine but another thing is like you should be enjoying your now you shouldn't be so stressed and frustrated of where things are why isn't you know the job here the job that I've been praying about or seeking I've been applying I've been going here you know how I was feeling you know when I was looking for for that job but the other thing is, you know, how I know this was also God because he gave me so much confirmation for when he showed up so fast. That's the thing. Showed up fast. Showed up like once I caught on him. Just showed up fast. And then two, the money that I had, the money that I had to pay my bills. So whenever I got the job offer, they said, you start in two weeks. You know, it's a process to get a job. Mm-hmm. You have to go take the drug test they run the background check you have to go to the orientation so it was like they gave me two weeks in two weeks you'll start and you have to do all this for us so I was like oh you know that's still far because then I had to wait wait another two weeks for a pay period right because you don't you're not going to get paid yet so you have to wait for the pay period to end so but how I know this was God is the money that I had to my name the amount of money that I had to my name literally finished as soon as my other my first paycheck came in from that job and I was never late on any bills and that's how I know like he showed up right on time and everything was orchestrated perfectly perfectly for me to see that and I know some people were like well why would he let you go like just so you have enough so I could see that it was him because there's no other way that it would be you know, and that's that's faith. That's how God works. That oh, that's how God works. God works at His perfect timing, and He allows that situation so you can see Him, so He can receive the glory right now in this podcast. Mm-hmm. Because He received the glory in that moment for you, but He's you're sharing your testimony with other women mm-hmm. to impactful to impact them. Like it's like the lady with um the jars of oil. She didn't have, she she thought she did not have enough oil to spare, but God told her, get all the jugs that you can and start filling them. And there was enough to fill all of them. Mm. There was an overflow. And then in that overflow is that God shows out. When you think you have nothing to your name, God is going to show up because it's not about you. Mm -hmm. It's about him glorifying, glorifying himself in your life. You get to know an aspect about him. You get to you got to know the provider. Yeah, I got to know my dad, like I when when I went through my divorce, and remember, 
we've talked about it and they don't know about it, but I used to weigh almost 300 pounds at one point. And I lost over 115 pounds. And then there was a comparison. There was a long time where I just saw myself fat and I was so skinny. And I got even skinnier during my depression when I was in that unhealthy relationship. And then I had to learn that these women on Instagram, not to compare myself with them. Mm -hmm. Because I'm never going to be them. And that's who I'm, I'm not called to be them. I'm called to be me. I'm called to stand out, to be unique and be comfortable in my own skin. Is it always easy? No. But I learned my only competition. I see it every day in the mirror. Because I'm beautiful. I'm enough. I have enough. I'm worthy and I'm deserving in the, in my life. And if, I, and if I start comparing to every single thing I see on Instagram, one, I'm going to go crazy. And two, I'm never going to think I'm enough because there's, there's always one more girl that's beautiful <laughs> and there's gorgeous and these perfect bodies. Mm-hmm. They have an illusion of an imperfect body. Yeah. Because there's no perfect bodies. This past summer, I went to Volcano, um, Volcano Bay, and I saw these beautiful women. But guess what? Something always hangs, or something jiggles, or something does this, or does that. And we all here see- searching for perfection. Where God's like, you don't need to be perfect. Just search for progress. You're already perfect in my eyes. Amen. You know? Yeah. And what did we learn about confidence this weekend? It's a season. It's, 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 a, it's a journey. Confidence is a journey, you know, in anything that we grow in. I think people want to just kind of do the work once and then they feel like life is just going to be perfect and they're never going to have to learn anything else and they're never going to have to grow through anything else. But that's not how life works. Life is a journey. And, of course, you get better and you learn how to deal with stuff better. And, you know, it's, it's a journey. You know, there's a term in the manifestation community is a what was being awoken. It's like people awake, 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 yeah, awake. And I'm like, and I asked you, remember what I told you? I asked you that one time. I was like, what, what, when do you awake, awake completely? Because everybody's talking about being awake. And yeah. you, what did you say? You never awake. You awake. You become fully enlightened when you die. <laughs> Yeah, but you enlighten real quick. If, so, if you're looking for that perfection, you're never going to find it. There's no perfect life. And the, and if somebody's out here trying to sell you a dream that your life is perfect, that is the biggest lie I've ever heard. <laughs> the devil is a liar. Because it's not about... I had to let that go. I'm, I'm a perfectionist, a recovering perfectionist that was deathly afraid of failing. And if it wasn't perfect, I didn't want to do it. I had to be this way. And one day God says that, like, you're striving for perfection and I'm just striving for progress over here. But I need you to move forward to one step so I can take you to the next step. So, in reality, life is not about perfection. It's about progress. Yes, it's a journey. And going back to what we were talking about of how, you know, you stop existing. How you stop just existing is by taking that leap of faith in whatever it is and whatever it is that you want to do taking that leap of faith whatever it is that you want to have just keep going and never giving up on yourself I think that's how you just stop existing and you put your trust in the creator and not the creation so much because we are human we're we're yes we can have these amazing things because we are part of the creator we were created in you know his image but 
we're part of the creator. We're not the creator. We're not the I am. You know, people say their affirmations, the I am. You're speaking on God. Yeah, because he's the great I am. And there's actually really something powerful. Whatever you attach to that I am, that's who you become. Amen. So if you say, I'm always tired, and you always and that always shows up in your life, is because that's what you're saying. I'm always tired, I'm always sleepy, I'm always this. But if you start speaking life into your situation, I'm an amazing mother. Mm-hmm. I'm an amazing daughter. I'm an amazing lawyer. I'm an amazing life coach. I'm an amazing sister. I'm an amazing business owner. That's what you're attaching yourself yeah. to. Yeah. And then going back to that moment of faith, well, many moments of faith that I had to just keep going. I don't know. Maybe that's my, <laughs> what I need to share. Like, you just got to keep going. got to keep going. Which is funny because that's what I teach on now. You know, mostly like when I coach people, that's basically what I'm teaching them is you just got to keep going. You may not see it, but you just got to keep going. You can't give up. And going back to that is, you know, I you know, this time last year, I didn't have the clients that I have now. I didn't have the following that I had now. My dad was dealing with health issues. It was a very stressful time. I was trying to graduate from my certification program. I was dealing with anxiety. I ended up in the hospital with anxiety. I even like a few weeks ago, I saw my old snap story of me like and I didn't post it on Snap, you know, I'm not trying to get attention or anything, no, but no. I just took a picture on Snapchat and I then it came it. in the memories of it. me in the hospital and I saved it. And, but it was, what was funny because I think back on this now is even in those moments, I was speaking over my life, even in those moments of anxiety, of fear about, is my dad going to be okay? Like what's going to happen? Is my life about to change? Like, you know, in those moments, I still was speaking life life into myself. And I even spoke life into my dad, and he ended up getting better. They still don't really even know what caused his issues. Like, they had no explanation. They did all this test. Like, we can't find anything wrong. And one of the things that, and I'll share that story later about healing and, you know, offering healing to others. But one of the things, one of my affirmations that I would speak was, I am coaching people all over the world. I would say that. I am coaching people all over the world. I coach people all over the world. That's literally me today. I have clients all over the world. Israel, India, Singapore. Mm-hmm. I know this because I'm a business coach. <laughs> <laughs> I coach people all over the world. And I didn't have one client. I didn't even have TikTok. I know people are like, well, she has like, what, 80,000 followers on TikTok? I didn't have TikTok. I started TikTok December 24th. I started posting and it wasn't even about what I coach on. It was just random stuff. Yes. Then I started to post about it. You took it more serious. I took it more serious. I'm like, all right, let me just start sharing about, you know, myself. But I was saying that before I saw it and I didn't see anything. There was no evidence. My life was falling apart. My life was not good in that moment when I was speaking those things over me. Mm-hmm. My dad was sick. I was going through so much. I was going through anxiety. I was devastated. I was sad. Mm-hmm. I was heartbroken. I wasn't my best. And... I remember, like, just, like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. But I am this. I am that. I am healthy. My dad's healthy. I am wealthy. I am wealthy. I am coaching people all over the world. I'm going to get that bag. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was speaking these things. 
And my life is so different now because when that memory came up of me in the hospital with anxiety, I was like, wow, I don't even know that girl. I thank her though, because she didn't give up. And that's the thing, that's the different versions of yourself through these different seasons. You become these, these different you people, you shift this becoming new versions at every season of your life. And you think back to that version, that old version like, dang, in that season I was doing this, I was speaking over it. In that season, that version of myself was speaking. The version of myself a year ago today was speaking that she has clients, even though she didn't. But she has them today. I, I completely identify with that story. Because, one, when I weighed 300 pounds, I didn't know how. I was going to be skinny. When I was in, that, in a horrible place in that my divorce, I knew I was going to be happy again. Even last year, when I'm talking about paralyzing fear, like, my thought, my constant thought was, like, I'm never going to be able to have a business by myself. Because I've, I've run a business, but it was a family business. And I've been the head of that family business for a long time. But having the responsibility, the soul's responsibility of running my own business would just cripple me. And I was like, I know I'm going to do this. I know I can do this. I just didn't know how. I didn't know how to overcome the hurdle. And God was like, I got you. And I'm like, but no, 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 I'm scared. He's like, but I got you. And I'm, you're like, no, 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 I'm scared. But I was like, and one day I was like, you know what? You got me. I don't know how this is going to work. But I remember when I took my branding course, I was like, you're going to make this work. This is going to work. And I decided to do this. And this was in January of this year when I took the course. I didn't take the course like two years ago. No, I'm talking about 2021. My mom was like, sign up for the John Maxwell life coaching. And I was like, no, because she's been telling me to become a coach for years, for like almost two years. And I was like, no, 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 no. And I was like, my mom got a life coach. And her coach told her, because my mom talked to her about the things that I've told her. She's like, your daughter's been coaching you for a long time. And I was still scared about being able to coach. It wasn't until I met Amanda that she was like, she lit a spark in me and I was like, cause I had been coaching all my clients, but I wasn't calling it coaching. I was just calling it, um, consulting. And when I started working with her, not only have I been able to coach her and her business, but I've helped her coach her and her, like what she does for her clients. <laughs> and I was like, well, if I could do it for somebody that I, I think she's amazing. And it's not because we're friends. And it's, I knew she was amazing when I saw her on TikTok. And I was like, this girl's good. I could see talent. And I saw the talent that she had in her. <laughs> She's an amazing person. And I, and I saw that she really wanted to help people. It wasn't about the money for her. I, I knew it. And I, and I knew it wasn't about the money because I saw her prices too. I was like, girl, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So um, on that note, Noelle will also be coaching and she will be certified very, very soon. But she's going to start now. She's going to start coaching now. And that's scary. You got me. <laughs> no, it's not scary. She's really good and she's going to help a lot of women. So I suggest if you're dealing with divorce, if you're dealing with any relationship issues, if you're a mother who is struggling, who is feeling guilty about, you know, maybe putting yourself first, making time for that self-care, book a call with Noelle. You know, she can relate to all of that 
and I suggest that you hurry up and do that because just how she told me to raise my prices, as she grows, as she learns more, I'm going to make her raise her prices. <laughs> and it's not about the money. It's just about knowing your worth. So, no, but I'm, you know, just messing around there. But, no, I'm actually not messing around. I am going to make you raise your prices. I know you're not messing so, around. what I'm saying is, if you want coaching, if you want it at a very discounted rate, head over to our Instagram page, at Mujer Rise, and book your coaching call because... <laughs> The business coach in me is going to come out this oh. time because she said my prices are really low. That's why I was had to, you know, kind of up them, which is okay. You know, that's fine. But I'm going to be the business coach now to you. Oh, please. Please be the business coach because <laughs> I need somebody to tell me what to do too. So, si necesitan ayuda en su negocio o si... Con relaciones. Con relaciones. Divorcio. Con el divorcio. Ella les puede ayudar mucho. Y otra cosa que quería que compartir con las audiencias porque el episodio es que es más fácil para nosotros fluir en español, en inglés. Porque el español no es algo dominante para Amanda. Ella está, ella, pero ella va a dominar el español. No, 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 ella va a ser aquí bilingüe, full time. Pero quería dejarle saber que ella es una... A tremendous coach, ella es tremenda como coach y yo empecé a hacer coaching por ella y quiero que compartirle que lo que Dios está haciendo en tu vida ahora mismo no te dejes llevar por lo que tú estás viendo porque cuando yo y Amanda estábamos pasando por nuestros momentos más oscuros cuando Amanda no tenía trabajo y no sabía cómo iba a conseguir trabajo y confió en Dios que, que ella le iba a dar un trabajo y cuando mi nene estaba enfermo y iba a tener una enfermedad y yo confié en el, en el sueño que Dios me dio a mí, que él iba a estar sano. Eso es lo que Dios está esperando. Dios no le importa tus circunstancias, no le importa dónde tú estás ahora mismo, solamente le, le importa la postura de tu corazón. Que tú tienes un corazón abierto y dispuesto para que él pueda venir, entrar y trabajar en tu vida. Y en la vida de tus hijos, en la vida de tu esposo, en, la, en tu negocio, en cada una de esas áreas donde tú piensas que no puede trabajar, él está ansioso y deseoso para trabajar. Y yo les exalto en esta noche que suelten eso. Que suelten ese temor y esa duda. Y no va a ser fácil. Pero confiando en el Señor. Diciéndole, mira, yo no sé cómo, pero yo quiero confiar en ti. Porque la palabra dice que solamente tenemos que tener la fe de un grano de mostaza. Y si tú sabes lo que es un grano de mostaza, no es, muy, no es mucha la fe que necesitas. Solamente necesitas poca. Para que Dios entra a, tu, entre a tu vida y haga un 360. Porque si lo hizo con Amanda y si lo hizo conmigo... Contigo también lo puede hacer, porque aquí Dios no tiene favoritos. Yo sé una cosa, Dios no lo ama todo igual, porque cada uno tiene una diferencia en circunstancias, pero los ama a todos sus hijos. Yes, amen to that. Yes, your circumstances do not matter. And I know we teach that, you know, in the community, but they don't matter. They don't matter. But... God says to call things as they're not. So if you're poor, he says, call them as you're rich. And if you, you're weak, say that you're strong. Dios nunca te diga que llama las circunstancias por lo que tú estás pasando. Si tú eres pobre, la palabra dice, di que eres rico. Si tú eres débil, la palabra dice, di que tú eres fuerte. He says every single time to call the opposite forward. Even if you're fearful, say, I'm strong. I'm not, uh, no, I, I'm, I don't have fear. I overcome doubt. 
I am not scared of my situations. I'm I'm an overcomer. I'm a warrior. Amen. Say, speak life into your situation because it's so much more easier to just die in a situation mm-hmm. and just to exist. But He's called us to what to live to thrive. Yes, exactly. And even in those moments, like I'm saying, those dark moments, I was speaking life into all my situations, and yeah. I was trusting, and I had the faith, and I just kept going. And going and going. I didn't see anything. I didn't see anything. I didn't see anything. There was nothing in front of me. There was no evidence. Life was falling apart. Life yeah. was falling apart. I've, I've been in situations like that. I used to be on anxiety medication. We talked about that as well. Like, I had to take anxiety and ambient because I suffered from insomnia. But now, I sleep like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's all a season in life. Yo le digo, a, les digo, yo también sufrí mucha ansiedad. Amanda sufrió de ansiedad, la vida de ella se estaba derrotando en pedazos y Dios todavía cambió porque ella empezó a hablar vida. Tú tienes tanto poder en tu mente y en lo que tú dices. Si nosotros de verdad supiéramos qué cual grande es nuestra mente y lo que nosotros decimos sobre nuestras vidas, no dejaríamos que nuestros pensamientos los controlaran a nosotros. Porque muchas veces tu mente te controla a ti y tú no te controlas a Tú, tu, men, tú controla, tu mente te controla a ti, tú no controlas tu mente. Y tú tienes el poder de controlar tu mente. Porque si tú tomas el momento para tomarte un café o para estar con alguien, puedes tomar un momento y meditar en la palabra del Señor. Tomar un momento y respirar profundo y, y decir cosas positivas. Y no te estamos diciendo que va a ser fácil, porque no fue fácil para mí, tampoco fue fácil para Amanda. Pero nosotros sabemos con quién andamos. Y ese es con el Rey de Reyes, el Señor de Señores, el Alfa y el Omega, el principio y el final. Y con Él todo es posible, porque la palabra lo dice. Todo lo puedo en Cristo que me fortalece. Alright, so before we go, antes que los vayamos, we're going to share a verse. So we're going to be sharing Romans 8.18, which says, I consider that our present present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. En Romano 8:18 consideramos que los los sufrimientos del tiempo presente no son nada si los comparables con la gloria que habremos de ver después. Que Dios los bendiga. Amen. Goodbye y'all. Mm-hmm.